12.03. Still forced to have it. 12.03. McMonagle here with you on the fan. I should have known. I got to see Paul's beautiful face. I should have known it was midnight. And the music's all over the place. Here we go. What the hell happened out in Houston? What is going on, Nick fans? I know we're all pissed off. Let's get to it. 877-337-6666. I got you for five hours on our five-hour midnight ride until the warm-up show. Flegelman's back with me. We got Marco. The whole gang is back together. Uh, eventually, Paul will leave, and we'll be happier for it. I, I shouldn't have said that. You're lovely, Paul. I miss you. All right, let's go. What the hell happened? As the Knicks, and listen, I'm the, I'm the, I, I'm a little different. Like I was driving in listening to uh, Keith, who does a great job. I'm a little different than Keith. Keith is big on the, you know, the bogus NFL and the blaming of the referees. And God knows we can understand why we look around sports and how atrocious some of the officiating is. And I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, the ability to see every stinking call and the amount of replays and all the different things we're able to get. Let me just say something. I'm one of the last people who actually will will you know start a show with this team got jobbed our team got screwed look well it's hard not to do it today because the New York Knicks who are absolutely battling and that's what's the most frustrating to me is right now they they are completely depleted right Hartenstein now is dealing with a, a sore Achilles. You're obviously li- missing Ananobi while he's dealing with a, the elbow issue. Randall's not here. The team has lost two games in a row, and they're absolutely battling in this game. They get out there ice cold to start the first half. Nothing's going in. I mean, the additions, and this is like the, like the, the additions that they've made to the team so far in Bogdanovich, uh, and Burks have not nearly hit the ground running the way the Ananobi trade has gone. Like, it's, it's you know, especially the beginning of this game, Bogdanovich couldn't hit the, the water off a boat. Like, he's been ice cold to start. Brooks has been hit or miss. He scored a bunch of points at the end of the game the other night. But for the most part, he struggled since being here. Now, again, it's two games. But my point is, is that the Ananobi trade immediately transformed the team, and they had Randall on the floor, and they just took off. And right now, they are battling. And right now, the superstar of this team, Right, The superstar Brunson, who we've debated forever whether or not he's a legitimate superstar, whether or not he's a number one on a championship team. Is he emerging to be a top five player? Do you need a top five player to win a championship? And as we all have those debates, I think the referees just answered their vote on the subject because they do not treat Brunson as a superstar in this league. Plain and simple. You watch the game. It wasn't just the final play, which we'll get to, and it's absolutely atrocious. Watch the game. He has contact left and right in this game. There are no calls. He is not treated like a superstar at all. And this game was 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 called liberally. It was called loose. There were hardly any, I mean, and, and the foul discrepancy. But they let this team play rough. They let Houston play rough. This game was played that way. The entire game. No calls for Rant, no calls for Brunson. Uh, the DiVincenzo play, which is oddly reminiscent of what happens at the end of the game, where they get a foul taken away. It's called an offensive foul at the end of the half. Uh, Tibbs gets his first technical foul of the entire season, arguing that call. But that's how the game's been officiated. Now, if you look at it overall, Houston is one of the more penalized teams in the sport. 
Houston's the only two other teams in the league. They're the third most. They commit the third most fouls in the NBA. The Knicks commit the third fewest. So you've got a high foul team against a low foul team, and yet the discrepancy is 33 to 12 when it comes to foul shots. 33 to 12. The New York Knicks took 12 foul shots. The Houston Rockets took 33. 33. This is more than just the end of the game. Now, look, I get it. Right? They, 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 you know, that, it's not just that. Sometimes that happens on nights. And right now the Knicks are struggling. But they battled their ass off to get back into this game. They go on a run in the third quarter. The Rockets answer back, you know, bring it back up to a, a nine-point game. They battle back. They get it 69-69. Uh, Brunson misses the foul shot that could have given them the lead for the first time since, what, 16-15 earlier in the game. They're battling. They come back. The Rockets bounce back. They hit big threes in the game. You know, they left uh, uh, Hol- uh, not uh, yeah. They, Hol- Holiday's hitting three-pointers all over the place. What do you have? Uh, seven three-pointers. Uh, excuse me. Two three-pointers made. Seven for 14 from the floor. Brooks has six. Brooks is hitting three-pointers all over the place. Brooks Brooks is six of seven from three-point land. They battle back. They take a nine-point lead, and the Knicks come back again. And finally, Bogdanovich scores nine of his 15 points in the fourth quarter and starts to hit some shots. They battle back, and then Brunson doing what Brunson does. And when this game was 16-point, when this was a 16-point deficit, and I was thinking about heading in to come to work. Like, I'm thinking to myself, all right, listen, this is where Brunson has to step up. We want to make him a superstar. We want to talk about him as being like this, this you know, leader of this team and, you know, the owner of the city over Aaron Judge as the baseball season's about to get started. He's the biggest name. He's the guy everyone will fall in love with. He's the now the leader of this city. While these guys are out, while no Ananobi, while out without Randall, He's going to have to figure out a way to get this group that has the two additions that are going to need to fit in, and it's taking some time, unlike the Ananobi trade. He is going to have to step up and find ways to win these games because while these guys are out, they are going to have to still figure out a way to stem the tide. Like, no one expects them to play the same level and go on the same winning streak and win 16 and 19 the way they did when they were fully healthy at the start of the year once Ananobi came here. No one's expecting that, Ananobi. No one's expecting that. But you still got to stem the tide. You have to limit, you know, three-game losing streaks. And that was my thought process as as it felt like they were about to get blown out by the Houston Rockets. Instead, he does exactly what I want him to do. Instead, he battles back. He comes through, and he hits the last, you know, with eight seconds left, hits the pullback jumper to tie the game. And then they play defense on the final possession. And Achua, who's been great for this team, Achua had another big-time game, 17 rebounds without uh, Hartenstein being there. Achua has come in and been an enormous piece. A throw-in in the Ananobi trade has been an absolute beast for them. 17 boards in this game. Nine offensive rebounds. Scores eight points as a plus three, and he comes through with the defensive play, swats the ball away. We're headed to overtime. Instead, Holiday gets a picks up the ball seven, eight feet behind the three-point line and throws up a Hail Mary, and the slightest bit of contact draws a foul from Brunson. And you've all, I'm sure you've all seen it. If you haven't, it's, a, it's an absolute last-second heave that it has to be an egregious foul to get that call. I'm sorry. I, we've watched the NBA forever. We've watched the NBA forever. You cannot tell me that the NBA, the commissioner, whoever else, head of officiating, whoever else, 
can watch that game and say, we want to decide basketball games based on minimal contact on last second, lucky heaves, trying to send the t- uh, to, to have a team, the victory and avoid overtime. You cannot tell me that's what the NBA wants. You cannot tell me that call is in the spirit of NBA basketball. That is an absolute atrocious call at the end of the game. And we don't have to get into conspiracy theories and who they want to win and whatever the case may be. I just think that he thinks he's calling it by the letter of the law. And a foul with five minutes in the game, five minutes into the first quarter, is the same in the last second. And clearly, it's freaking not. That decides the game. Brunson goes straight up. And if you look into it, it it's it's similar to the to the issue about DiVincenzo, where you could argue the contact come from, comes from Holiday when he lifts his leg up. The Knicks are fighting for their lives right now. I know they built a cushion. I know they're more than 10 games above 500, as they are now 33 and 21. But this is their third game in a row, and they need the freaking all-star break more than almost any team in the NBA. They've got one more game against Atlanta before the break, and God knows they need it. But this team is in battle mode right now. This team is completely depleted. This team's got Brunson trying to carry them on his back, and he hits the game-tying shot. They play excellent defense, and the game was given away because of a uh, ticky-tack, barely any contact foul at the end of the game where it should never have been called. And that, I'm sorry, Brunson is too good a player to not get the calls he didn't get all game long and then to be called on that foul at the end of the game. He is too good a damn player. And they rewarded the Houston Rockets and punished the New York Knicks for playing defense and hustling and getting up in his face instead of allowing a, a, a you know a last second heave there instead of getting in his face. It's it's unbelievable that call was made, and it goes further than that. When is Brunson going to be treated like a star in this league? Because the way the game was handled throughout the whole game. And that's the other thing. And and Tibbs said it, you know, everyone's much more, you know, nobody went out and killed the referees in the postgame, from what I heard. Tibbs, you know, Tibbs said, you know, you see it. You guys have seen the video. You've seen it. When asked about if it's a terrible call, he didn't want to go there. And then clearly Brunson was just like, great call, next question. So clearly they didn't want to say anything. But, I mean, I loved what Tibbs said at at the end of the game. One, not not going crazy about it. But he said, we just want consistency. Sometimes it's going to be a, a, a ticky-tack kind of game where everything's called. Sometimes they're going to let it go. That's fine. Just keep it the same. And it felt like that was the case until the final call of the game. That's when they decided to get technical. And that's when they decided to get ticky-tack. When someone's throwing up a Hail Mary to keep the game from going to overtime. And Jalen Brunson, the star of the Knicks, goes straight up and has minimal contact with .3 seconds left in the game. I'm very rarely the guy who gets on and says, this team got job, this team got hosed, this team got screwed. The Knicks got all three. And it goes further than just the last second shot. Because Brunson is a star in this league, and Brunson is carrying the New York Knicks right now as they are struggling to keep themselves in the middle of of the pact in this Eastern Conference playoff scenario. And they are down Randall, and they are down Achua. I'm, excuse me, they are down Ananobi. 
They're down Hartenstein. And they're trying to keep afloat here. And he's going to the and he's going and Brunson's going to the basket and getting hammered with no calls. He hits a game tying shot and then he goes up and plays defense on a Hail Mary, you know, Eve, and he gets minimal contact called a foul to end the game. They gave three, three, three foul shots to end the game. It's just, it's a horrible call. It's a game the Knicks absolutely battle back. And look, they weren't great in this game. Early on, especially. And, and DiVincenzo's the only one. DiVincenzo hits early and then goes ice cold. I think he's three for three from his first three point attempts. And then he goes, he ends the game five for 14. So he went two for 11 after that. And sometimes they settle for three pointers. Early. They got back into the game in the third quarter going to the basket. But sometimes they settle for three too much. But still, Brunson drops 27 points and hits the game-tying shot. And the Houston Rockets are one of the most uh, commit more fouls than almost every team in the NBA. They're third in committing fouls. The Knicks are third and third best in committing fouls. And yet the it's 33-12 to 12 when it comes to foul shots. 33 to 12. The game was terribly officiated the entire game, culminating in one of the worst calls we have ever seen. And this Nick team, and, and to me, this is the worst part of it. They are absolutely fighting for their lives and their superstar, their one big player left, the one guy they're going to have to rely on night in and night out at least for the next three weeks did everything he could to battle this team back into contention and then hit a game-tying shot and then is called for an atrocious foul when he himself was getting battered around the rim all night long with minimal calls while the Rockets were getting you know put to the line all night long. That's what, what bothers me the most is how much they need these games and how hard they have to fight for them. And how much they have to overcome already, injury-wise, without having to overcome the referees. And the question from this game is, and like I said, I just tweeted it out, we can debate on whether or not Randall's a, uh, excuse me, Brunson's a superstar. And we can debate whether or not he's good enough to be a number one on a team that wins a championship. And we can debate if him and Randall are a good enough duo to win a championship. And we can debate exactly what kind of player he is in the NBA. But until the referees start treating him like one, it makes it a hell of a lot harder to call him one. And tonight, he was not treated as a star. Plain and simple. Now, I'm not saying you should get phantom calls. or We know how it is, though. He goes to the basket. He's allowed to get hit without, without any fear of getting a penalty. And then in the final moments, it's Brunson who gets called for a ticky-tack foul on a heave from Holiday in hopes of getting that BS call and and giving the Rockets a cheap win, which is exactly what the refs gave them. And they need to answer for this. And I don't care about the report tomorrow that's going to come out and say this or that. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's stupid. And then we can honestly talk about if we're going to have instant replay. This is the other discussion from it. Like, if you're going to have instant replay in this game, I understand where they were. They didn't have the ability to challenge the call. 
And I understand the ref- right now the referees aren't allowed to look at it. They were just allowed to look at the timing of it and whether or not it happened in regulation. But if we're going to have this technology, we're going to look at calls. How is that now? Like, we need to figure out a way where obvious plays like that that decide the game can be looked at no matter who has the ability to challenge or not. Like, I get this strategy to it. You give in some, you want to make, like, in all sports, you want to make sure you, you don't just waste them and then hope that the referees will bear you at the end of the game. But when you are talking about 0.3 seconds left and a foul that literally, if, can, if is called, wins the game, it decides the game. Somehow they need to find some sort of mechanism that can create last second look ins or something like that because this is a, it's just a, a terrible call. It's a terrible call. And the Knicks, who were fighting for their lives, were give, had a win or at least, you know, had a loss handed to them by the referee instead of the opponent. And that sucks. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. So we'll open with the Knicks and the disgrace that was that call that ended the game and how they're absolutely jobbed as they're fighting for their lives here. And Randall, the one player left on this team right now, at doing everything he can, putting the team on his back, and trying to get them to the very least the all-star break here, still playing good basketball. And unfortunately, it's their third consecutive loss, and it's three out of five, or uh, four out of five, excuse me. And suddenly, knowing that Ananobi's not anywhere close, Brunson's not anywhere close, I mean, Randall's not anywhere close, and and Brunson right now has to carry this team through this tough stretch after the all-star break because the schedule doesn't get any easier. I mean, if you want to look at the schedule as they finish with Orlando in the, the you know, first half before heading to the All-Star break, they open up in Philadelphia and then home against the Boston Celtics. Then it, then they get the break with the Pistons, hopefully. But Pelicans, Warriors, Cavs, Hawks, Magic, Sixers, Sixers, and then they go on the West Coast. And hopefully, maybe by that West Coast trip uh, at the in the middle of next month, March 14th, maybe you could have Ananobi back. You're not going to have Randall back. But the point is, is this team, they built themselves a cushion with that excellent you know, basketball they played for a month and a half since, uh, since the Ananobi trade. They built themselves a cushion. But right now they're fighting for their lives and they're struggling and they had a game taken away from them. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll come back, take your calls on that. We'll still get into some of the uh, Super Bowl stuff if you'd like. There's another angle I have to admit that Tiki brought up that I mentioned last night but didn't really get into as much as I'd like to today. So maybe we'll get back into the overtime rules a little bit if you guys are still nuts about that, how the Jets continue to embarrass themselves. And Flegelman texted me right at the end of my show. It would have been nice if he did it during my show. But there's a picture of someone I love very deeply who was hanging out at the Super Bowl with Taylor Swift. we got to get into that too. So 877 877- 337-6666. Igor gets a much-needed shutout. There's plenty to get to over the next four and a half hours. McMonagle with you on a five-hour midnight ride. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right. Bump. Give your hand, Demon Hill. Burrow Hook. 
All right, 1227. McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. Nick's got jobs. No way around it. And I, I and I don't like to say it. I don't typically say it. It's very it, it takes an egregious type thing for me. You know, maybe like the the Saints Rams in that championship game, that pass interference. Like it ha- it takes something like that. This call is an atrocious call. If you go back and look at it, I mean it's just an atrocious call. In that situation, under the circumstances. It's not even like it's a you know, it would be one thing if it's a spot up three or something where, you know, he's 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 running a close out a corner three where the guy was planted there and is ready to take a good look at the basket. Like this is a contorted body throwing it up with one arm. Like you can't call that. You can't give them the game on that minimal contact where if you watch it, his leg comes up and, and kind of creates the contact. It's just an atrocious call. And it's a game-deciding call. It literally ends the game. He's not going to miss all three three-pointers, uh, all three foul shots. He's just not. It's a game-deciding penalty. You, you can't do it. And, you know, part of it, these guys need to be held accountable as well. Like, there, need to be, there needs to be some accountability. Players are held accountable on many things. Certainly performance. If you don't perform, you don't stay around. I mean, I I don't know what you could do. I mean, Jason, um, you know, um, Goble is the the referee who made the call, I believe. It's just an atrocious call. I mean, everyone's shocked by it, too. Like, you you listen to the broadcast, listen to the calls. It's just just an awful, awful call. And the whole game, like, there is no reason. I'm sorry, you can't tell me. If you're watching the game, and I'll admit I had to drive here uh, for some of it. So I didn't see every second of the entire game. I'm listening to the radio in the third quarter as they're starting to, you know, work their way back into the game. You know, the contact that the they were they were calling a they were calling a loose game. There was some contact in this game that was allowed, which is fine, which is basketball. I'm cool with that. And so is Tibbs. Just keep it that way that you can't call it a loose game the entire way and then have this tight ticky tack call to literally decide the game. And to me, coming out of it, like there are, you know, we've all known it. it's the NBA, stars get away with more, right? It's just it's it's the same. It's similar in every sport. It's it's similar in every sport. Mahomes and Tom Brady, right, are going to get more passing, are going to get more roughing the passer calls than Zach Wilson. We just know that. That's that that's you know Zach Wilson slides and gets hit, you know, slightly late, no penalty. If you even touch Patrick Mahomes on a slide, penalty. We get it. You know, different guys have better strike zones in Major League Baseball. They trust they trusted Barry Bonds' opinion of the strike zone, where if he took the pitch and it was close, it was called a ball. He's Barry Bonds. Rookies don't get the call. We get it. It's just a part. It's a natural part of 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 officiating inside professional sports. LeBron gets calls that other guys don't. Superstars get calls that other guys don't. And the question is. Especially when everybody on the entire team is down and the Knicks are fighting for their lives and battling in this game. And they're down, they're down nine, uh, they're down 16, they battle back to tie the game. Then they're down nine, they battle back to tie the game. 
They're battling without a with th- three key components. Forget Mitchell Robinson. I right? put him aside. That's been, that's been long enough. Where and Hartenstein stepped in and done a good enough job. But you're missing Hartenstein. You're missing Ananobi. You're missing Randall. And it's Brunson and and Divincenzo and Hart and Achua and obviously the additions of Burke and Bogdanovich. That I mean, you you're battling here on the road against a. Houston Rocket team that's, I believe, 10 games over 500 in their building. They play well in the building. And you're not getting any calls on your your superstars and getting any calls. How do they? How does the league view Brunson? Because if I just watch that game with the understanding that, call, that stars get calls, he isn't one. He isn't one. 877-337-6666. Let's get to the calls. Seth and Somerset. What's up, Seth? Hey, Big Mac. What's I love up, your buddy? passion. Thank you, I buddy. love your passion on this call. I mean, as a Houston fan, I mean, I've seen Harden get so many garbage, sure. lucky calls in our favor. Right. And, and it's not fair. And, and, and the truth is, like, maybe the NBA actually saw the ratings go so high with, uh, you know, uh, with the – the Super Bowl and seeing these big stars and, and they don't want, you know, uh, our guy to be there, you know, to see the Knicks that's not quite a superstar in the whole world's eyes. And suddenly they want to see, you know, like, let, let's slow them down. You want, do you there's think no, they're intentionally slowing down the Knicks? I mean, listen, like, like there's no other sport that, that the refs have more power over than basketball. Ooh. Uh, I've seen it even as I don't a, know, as a I mean, I guess. Fan, in, in, in the playoffs, we should have beaten it, like uh, Curry. Like there were so many calls. There's like 15 calls in that game that, that took us out. So I, I understand like they have the power more than the NFL or other, other games. So my point is like, if, if they're like saying, do we really want to see these Knicks teams that keep Going up the charts, they keep going higher and higher and higher and higher. And like I said, I have no. Well, why, dog why, in this why, fight. why would they want? Why? Why wouldn't they want the Knicks to do well? Because there's not the superstar. They, they can get the ratings because there's not like who, it's New York. Who, though. Who, I understand that it's New Brunson? York. Who's Brunson? Who cares? Like it, it's a national thing. They, I, I, they don't want to see that. They want to see these. Uh, you know, you rather you rather see the you rather see the Cavs with Mitchell and and take that Cleveland market without LeBron. I, I don't know about that. Like it's it's no, but, the Knicks. Well, okay, oh. How did how did like it's, was it's it? in, the New York in, Knicks? In year, was, was it the other series they had? The the in in Miami? No, I'm saying in, in the uh, in the middle of the season series. Yeah. Uh, oh, Le- LeBron won. Oh, shocker. You know, like no, I I, I understand that, but that's also the, I'm, but I'm saying is that's that's fine and dandy. I get what you're saying, but he's the, it's not just the choice of him versus LeBron. I mean, the teams he's competing with, the teams the Knicks are competing with, are the Indiana Pacers, the Orlando Magic. Like you're telling me, but, but they don't they, want. They keep climbing up to you know second place, third, I mean, third place, second place. Well, right now the and Cavs are there and one of the hottest teams in the NBA. You think that because Spider Mitchell's on the Cavs? I mean, that's the one star they have, and it's the Cleveland market. Like, I, right, I, just, but, I don't, but, I don't, but, I don't but, buy but this. Eventually, they'll theory. be they'll be knocked out in, in the playoffs. That. The whole point is like I, I don't think they they want the the name brand superstars. Yeah, in, I, I, in the I, I, I I disagree with you. That that might be the case on two unknown cities. This is New York. The New York Knicks will drive up ratings. It's the New York Knicks. 
It's the biggest market in the world. I understand they might not have the superstar, but first of all, I don't. I don't think they 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 do this as much as other people are cons- conspiracy theories on this type of thing. I know there's many people who are out there, but it's the Knicks. You think they want the Knicks to be worse? You think in a game against Houston, they'd rather see the the Rockets win that game and keep the Knicks down in the standings? So that, you know, the Orlando Magic can pick up a game on them? Like, okay, yeah, I, I understand. Milwaukee, sure, they got Giannis, they, they got Giannis and Dame. They, they want to see that uh, the Boston Celtics are the Celtics. They got some stars. And obviously when Embiid is healthy and Philadelphia, they have some stars there too. But, like... I think Brunson's become Brunson's on Jimmy Fallon, you know Brunson's doing different things, and he's becoming a, a bit of a, a star and a big name. And it's the New York Knicks. I'm sorry, I, I don't. I, that that conspiracy is usually with the New York teams getting the favored, you know, get getting the better of the argument, not the worse. Justin in Syracuse, what's up, Justin? How you doing, Chris? Good, uh, how are you? Good, good. Um, you know, just started listening to your show because they got me working overnights now. Okay. Um, Welcome to the overnight. So- <laughs> Welcome to the overnight clan. Good luck with it. <laughs> it's been tough so far. But yeah. Good luck getting it. that sleep in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, but um, just wanted to call in about this Knicks game, man. I've been, yeah. Uh, so frustrating. And I don't know if you saw, but this they just uh, came out with the that they they shouldn't have made the call. And I just don't know why they do that because there's nothing you can do at this point. And it just makes me even more mad. And, you know, that, and you're right, Brunson isn't getting those calls that he should be getting. And I just, I just want to know your, your take on what's the point of, of, of releasing that statement after, after the game. Yeah, I know. And, le- and let me just, and thank you for the call. I didn't see it. I was coming on just as, as I guess it was being released. Let me read it to you. I saw uh, someone tweeted out. Okay. Yeah. So Ed Malloy. After the game, I guess is the crew chief of the of the crew. After seeing it during post game review, the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position on the floor. The contact, which occurred after the release of the ball, therefore an incidental and marginal to be a sh- uh, incidental and marginal to the shot attempt, and should not have been called. So Ed Molloy is admitting the, the it shouldn't have been called. But that doesn't help. That doesn't help. But that's a call you can't make, though. Of course it shouldn't have been called. If it's, if it's anywhere close, like the idea that that statement's released after the game is more of an indictment on the guy who made the call than anything because, you know what, obviously it shouldn't have been called. Forget that. It shouldn't be up for debate. Like if we have to watch it ten times, you 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 hold your whistle. This is not with you know this is not five minutes into the second quarter. That call decides the game. Unless you are a hundred percent positive that egregious amount of contact has been made, it's like a it's like pass interference on a hail mary. Like you don't call it. I'm sure it happens on every single hail mary. I'm sure there's a little bit of tugging. I'm sure there's a little bit of trying to get a little bit higher by pushing on a shoulder or something. Like I'm sure it happens in every single hail mary. You don't call it, 
And not to say this is the same thing necessarily as a Hail Mary. A long three isn't necessarily the same odds as getting a Hail Mary, but... Like, that's what it felt like. The ball was off a block. It fell to him. He comes, you know, he's leaning to his right. He throws it up one-handed. Like, unless unless he got knocked to the floor, you don't call it a penalty. You don't call it a uh, foul. It's an, it's an egregious call. And then the fact that they quickly, you know, I guess this was released. I saw, The tweet came out 20 minutes ago. The idea that it's even for debate and that they so quickly admitted, yeah, it shouldn't have been a foul, you can't make that call. Like, it's just good basketball, man. Forget we're Nick fans. Forget what's going on. We do not want to see ref- – it's the number one complaint yeah, everyone has about referees. And I, I even took some last night, and I've heard some debate throughout the day on the referees in the Super Bowl. I thought that game was pretty damn well – pretty good officiated. I thought it was officiated pretty damn well. I mean, there's always questionable calls. The 49ers got a questionable break on that final drive in overtime where the defensive holding prolonged the drive. I mean, it was it was close, but I could see it. It wasn't a terrible call, maybe in that moment where you feel like you're deciding the game, and that's my point. That's really where the when the decision is that late or it's deciding the game, we want to see the players decide the game. And unless he got, you know, uh, a hand in this, unless he got a hand to the nose. Like unless it's really an egregious mistake by by uh, by Brunson, you cannot make that call. You just can't. And they've already quickly before the the report comes out tomorrow, they've already admitted that it was a bad call and that it should not have been called a uh, should not have been called a foul. Rocco in Saratoga, what's up, Rocco? Hi, hi, Chris. Hi, yeah. hi, Rocco. Stop. Yeah, the Knicks. Oh, come on, man. The NBA has big problems, Chris. This stinks. It does not look good. That whole officiating crew should be suspended and investigated, especially now with all this legalized gambling. It's okay. I've checked this out. That whole game. Look, Houston went to the line 33 shots. The Knicks, 12. Okay, so only the Knicks were fouling, huh? All I, game no, long. I, I understand. Thirty three to twelve spread? is a pretty big start. And when you take yeah. into when you take into account that Houston is one of the uh, teams that commit the most fouls in the NBA, and the Knicks commit the one of some of the least, I think the it Knicks, doesn't match it, up, Chris. It doesn't match up. It doesn't up. smell right. No, it doesn't smell right. And then one and a half points, Houston, and what did they win by two? Hey, too much. Well, I mean, come big. on. No, too much. no, that that's that I don't agree with, Rocco. I, I again, now you're making like, see, this is where we, it's a bad call. It's a bad call. They're not making sure the Rockets win by two. Nobody went, did, did then was Holiday told not to make the third foul shot and miss on purpose. What if it? What if? The, what if? What if it was a two point spread? Would they have said no? You have to try and hit this one. Like, we're thinking too much into it. It's a bad, atrocious call, right? And, you know, the question remains is Brunson, like, and I got one from our guy Clown Show, tweets a lot. The NBA is 7 to 10 superstars. Sorry to break it to you. He's not one of the 10 best players just because he plays in New York. Brunson's between 15 and 20 range. Thanks. Yeah. I would, st- I would still say that's pretty, you know, a fifth, the 15th best player in the NBA Warren's getting some of the calls that Brunson's not getting. That I would still say that. Yeah, he's not one of the top five right now. The way he's played this year, you can argue he's one of the top ten.
He's not a star, star, star. His name isn't yet a superstar, to go back to that last caller's point. But he's playing like one right now, and he's getting zero calls when he's trying to battle with the Knicks and, you know, drag them while they're down. And I'm not saying they should go out and, you know, give him every single call, but he's not getting any, and they're much more egregious than what we saw at the end of the game, and then that's a call to decide the game? And that's what it leads to, and that's what the NBA needs to realize. Like, that we're going to get calls like Rocco and the call before who believe it's all, and especially with the gambling. This is this is what the all sports have to worry about as they're filling their coffers and their pocket with gambling money, which they had been up until it became legal, of course, really against. And really, that topic has been around here for the last two weeks as there's a Super Bowl in Vegas, and, you know, Vegas was treated as... It like it didn't exist exist on the map to professional sports. Nobody wants to be around it. I mean, still t- players and 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 people who were working for the NFL weren't allowed to be step foot in casinos or step foot in sports books and like there's still a murky area around it. But as these teams are going to pr- promote FanDuel and DraftKings and BetMGM and all these different sports books, is they're going to continue to do that and take the money? What they're going to have to realize is is every one of these scenarios is going to be called into question. Now, I think it's ridiculous to think that they made sure the Houston Rockets won by two points in this game. I think that I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I don't think there's anything nefarious going on here. I think the referee blew a call. And I think it's a call you can't make. And the NBA should be looking to instruct their referees to make only egregious calls on that type of play with only seconds left in the game. That has to be an egregious foul. His arm has to be slapped to prevent him from getting the ball near the hoop. Like, it has to be egregious. It can't be Jalen Brunson going up in the air, pretty much straight up in the air, and having, you know, Holiday's knee make the contact that he brings up. And again, I'll read it to you again. The I just had the tweet that um or the officiating from uh, the comment excuse me from Ed Malloy after seeing it during post game review the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position on the floor the contact which occurred after the release of the ball. I'm sorry, the contact which occurred after the release of the ball therefore is incidental and marginal to the shot attempt and should not have been called. That's a weird mouthful of, I guess, referee speak, which, you know, is debatable on how intelligent it sounds sometimes. Sounds like a mouthful in a poorly written sentence, but that might just be the tweet. But that's just the call they can't make. The Knicks got absolutely screwed in the game. There's no two ways around it. That's what happened. They might have lost in overtime. They might have lost in overtime. We don't know. This wasn't this wasn't to give them a victory. You know, they didn't have a win taken from them. They had overtime taken from them. I think they're the better team, and I think Brunson's the best player on the court, so they had a good chance to win in overtime, considering they came from behind and battled back to get to that point. But they deserved that overtime. They deserved an opportunity to win the basketball game, and it was snuffed out by a terrible, terrible call. And really, even more than that, as you look at the Knicks and you look at Brunson, how how is he treated throughout the league? 
And the calls right now, he's not getting them. That's just a fact. In this game in particular, again, they are the third most, they commit, the Houston Rockets commit the third most fouls in the NBA. The Knicks commit the third least. Right? So you're talking about one of the most, one of the team, one of the most heavily penalized teams in the NBA against one of the least. And yes, it's on their home floor. It's in Houston, granted. But it's a difference. It's a difference of 33 to 12. I mean, they shot 19 more free throws. And they lost by two points. I'm sorry, 21. Terrible math. 21. 21 more free throws. And it's a game that was called kind of, you know, allowing guys to play. And yet still, in the final moments, it's a ticky-tack call that we have already seen now. The referees tell you shouldn't have been called. And that's that's what's infuriating, too. Like, don't even tell me. I understand I'm clamoring for them to be held accountable in some way. And I think they should be. But to hear it like right after, and again, this isn't the end of the world. The Knicks are 33 and 21. It is now their third loss in a row. That ties the longest losing streak of the season. And they have dropped in the standings. But, you know, and they desperately, I mean, the all-star break can't come soon enough. They got one more game against Orlando, who they haven't beat yet this year. They're 0-2 against Orlando. And they're going to Orlando to finish out the first half. But they are now two games behind Milwaukee. They're half a game up on the injured themselves, Philadelphia 76ers. And, you know, it, they're, they're only, you know, three and a half games out of a playoff position. I mean, they're three and a half games out of the play-in tournament. And the Indiana Pacers and the Miami Heat. So, and the Indiana Pacers got their, got Halliburton back now and are going to probably start to find a groove here, beat the Knicks the other night. And the Knicks need to somehow stem the tide here because I don't know when, I don't know when the relief is coming. And now the other thing is they have, you know, listen, I would still think Hopefully, Burks and Bogdanovich start to find their footing. Right now, it really it felt like it's felt like it's it's going to take them some time. You got to remember they're coming from Detroit. They were playing a ton of minutes. They were being especially Bogdanovich. He was being relied upon heavily for the scoring. He was averaging twenty points a game. He's not going to have the opportunity to average twenty points a game here. Maybe in the next two weeks, while they're still waiting for Ananobi, maybe. But he's still coming off the bench. It's going to take some time for them to get acclimated. So, like, right now, it is desperate to get these wins. They are fighting for these wins. You can sense it how much they want. You can sense it after the game, how heated Thibodeau is, how heated Brunson is, right? His father, it was just everyone's hot after the game because they desperately need this game, and they battled back to to tie it up, got the defensive stop, and were handed a loss by the referee, not by the opponent, not by a mistake they made. The referee said, we, we don't want you to win this game, and I'm saying that. Tongue in cheek. I don't. Ne- I don't necessarily mean they didn't want them to win the game. I know many of you probably feel that way. I do not. But that doesn't mean they weren't screwed. They were absolutely screwed. 
There's no two ways about it. And the admission of it being, you know, and the admission of the call being incorrect doesn't make me feel any better. I don't know about you. It doesn't make me feel any freaking better. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you. We'll come back, take your phone calls, take you all the way to 5 o'clock. You know, watching the Super Bowl, obviously we talked a lot about the game. We'll continue to talk about the game, about all the different scenarios that played out, the overtime rules, the decisions by the head coach that are still being, you know, questioned left and right there, you know, what's gone on with um, overtime rules and those decisions are going to be big. But as I look at it, you know me, you know what I think the Giants should do. And I know what I saw from the great, in my opinion, I talked about this last night, Mahomes is quickly becoming, in my opinion, the, the best quarterback we've ever seen play. I know he doesn't have the championships. Hell, he doesn't have half the championships as Tom Brady. But what we're seeing from him is remarkable. And to watch him play, it's hard to convince me anyone's ever been better. And as I watch that and I think about how they traded up for him, and then I think about how they took a coach who pretty much, you know, as we're all going to glorify now, and we're going to talk about how he's one of the great coaches ever and he's won three Super Bowls. And he's, you know, he's he hell, he could catch the wins record if he continues to want to uh, coach. And it sounds like he's far from retirement talking about three Pete's. But as we talk about that, Andy Reed, who really is exactly where Shanahan was before a certain player came and entered his life. So we could talk about how much we need this and how much they need that and how trading up could be stupid to get a quarterback for the New York giants. Ultimately, when you find the guy, suddenly the coach is hall of fame bound. And suddenly, the team can't lose. Wouldn't it be nice if one of our teams could be in a position where they can't lose? 877-337-6666. So we'll get to that. We'll get to the Rangers. Stearns had a press conference. Baseball's around the corner. Pitchers and catchers in two days. I'm super pumped about it. I can't wait for it. Stearns made more comments on Alonzo. We can get to those. How the Jets continue to embarrass themselves. And how a former Jet coach is making news inside the NFL.